Welcome to the Art of Unraveling podcast. My name is Erin McGuire, and I'm an empowerment coach and guide here to empower you into feeling completely worthy of a business and life that you love. This podcast is the place to learn how to unravel anything keeping you from that abundant, beautiful life that you so deserve. Nothing is off limits here as we navigate life through psychology, science, and spirit. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Unraveling. I'm Erin McGuire, and I'm really excited to share today's podcast. It's kind of something that I always say these things just drop in. I get these ideas just doing random things. I'm driving, and all of a sudden, I'm thinking about different things. And that's kind of where this podcast is coming from. And and then there's something exciting to share with you at the end of the podcast. And so I wanted to share about one of my first times traveling alone. I was living in Los Angeles. I was working at Mastro Steakhouse. It's a very high-end restaurant in Beverly Hills. Lots of celebrities go there, and it's kind of a see-and-be-seen place, and I randomly got a job there. That's maybe a story for another podcast. And it was a really stressful time in my life. That's where a lot of uh, some trauma happened to me there, some pretty intense trauma, not at Mastro's, but with some people that worked there. And it was just a really difficult time. And I found myself wanting to get away. And I'd been doing this for years. I had different friends that would be like, oh, yeah, I want, I'd want. i come traveling with you here or there. And then when it, when it would come down to it, they wouldn't be able to go, whether it was money or taking time off of work or kids or whatever the case may be. And so I just kind of kept putting off this traveling thing for myself. And at this point that I had taken this trip, had I gone... I had done a retreat in Bali one time, but I hadn't, I went there with a group, right? And then I think I took like an extra week after and just was by myself. And so that was like my first time by myself, but I started with a group. So literally, I just got this idea and I'm like, I want to go to Italy. I've always wanted to go to Italy ever since I worked at Biagi's, which is an Italian restaurant in Cedar Rapids. If you're familiar with it, I was one of the people that opened that restaurant with uh, one of the first servers that worked there with a bunch of people. And I just remember I would like wait on people and I'd walk by and see these pictures on the walls of Italy, these different pictures that they had from Italy. And I'm like, man, I want to go there. Like, that's where I want to go. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Italy. And of course, I had no idea how that was going to happen. But fast forward many years later, again, I'm working in the restaurant. It's really stressful time. I'm feeling like I need to get away and I'm deciding I'm going to go to Italy. And I think within a week, I had booked a ticket. And I just, I had no plan other than a friend of mine at the time had been to Italy. I think she'd lived there for a year through college and like learned Italian or something to that effect. And she kind of directed me where to go. And I was so grateful because she gave me such a great plan. And it was like, 
she's like, don't spend a lot of time in, in Rome when you first get there. Like, it's going to feel overwhelming. You don't speak the language. Like, you need to go to this small town called Viterbo. And so I set all of this stuff up. And, like, that was kind of my only plan. I had a few ideas of where I wanted to go. And, but I didn't have any other hotels booked. I literally had a backpack. And that was it. I backpacked through Italy. And I think it was about 10 days in total. And so anyway, I fly to Rome and I set it up so that I immediately from the airport somehow, I don't remember the exact steps that I took, but I, I got on a train and headed for Viterbo. So I didn't really spend any time in Rome. Like I was like, I'm not even going to go check out Rome until the end of my trip. And I went right to this small town, but I was so tired. I remember asking, I was so worried I was going to miss my stop or not know where to get off to get to where I needed to go that I, I think I had mentioned something to this couple that was sitting next to me. And I just said, do you know like when I get to Viterbo or whatever? And so they must have known. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep so hard on this train that they ended up having to wake me up and say, this is your stop. Like, you need to get off. So thank goodness I had said something to them. And I made it to my hotel and had a lovely dinner. I just, the food in Italy is like unlike anything else you'll ever have. It's just so delicious. I can't put words to it. But you know, if you've been there, it's like, we have Italian food here, but it tastes so different there. They use such fresh ingredients. A lot of the restaurants, I mean, not big restaurants, of course, but a lot of the restaurants will have like little gardens in the back and they grow some of their own vegetables. The The cheese is very fresh. It's like, it's very old world style, like homemade, handmade, you know, very authentic. Everything tastes so insanely good. And another thing that people have pointed out is that a lot of times you can go to Europe, especially places like Greece, like Italy, and not have any issues with gluten and dairy like maybe you do in the States. And that's because we over spray and over chemicalize all of our food, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, we're putting it in our bodies. So why would we spray chemicals on it? So any pretty much any wheat that you eat in the United States, unless it's organic or whatever, might is most likely sprayed. But it's not like that in Europe. And again, things are homemade, like homemade pasta, homemade, you know, just fresh. Everything's fresh. They don't do a lot of processed foods in in Italy. You know, you're you're eating fresh ingredients. So I just remember that meal being so amazing. And the next day, you know, it was kind of like evening time when I got there and I was pretty tired. So I didn't I don't remember doing much that night. But the next morning I got up and I started walking and through this little town because Viterbo is just this tiny little town that I think you could basically walk the whole town in a short amount of time. And it's the cobblestone streets. And I remember like the men speaking to each other, drinking outside of cafes, drinking coffee. And like they're very expressive, like their arms were over their head and they were trying to make a big point. 
and little old ladies like hanging out of their windows, you know, like in their little moo-moos and walking by little stores full of fresh fruits and like meats and, you know, meat like a uh, a pig leg hanging in the window. You know, it's just it's like walking into another world. And I was walking down this cobblestone streets and I just started crying because it was just so different. I believe that was my first time in Europe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty sure that was my first time in Europe was the time I went to Italy by myself. And it's just magical. It's so magical there. It's so old world. It's it's like stepping back in time, uh, especially when you go to some of the smaller smaller towns around big cities in Europe. I think that's always the best place to to be. Everybody wants to go to the bigger cities, but the magic really happens in the smaller towns, in my opinion. And it was just, the whole trip was just really amazing. It, it unfolded in the most beautiful of ways. I ended up doing things I didn't expect to do and didn't do things I wanted to do because I got pulled in this direction or that direction. And it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed at that time in my life. And yes, I was scared when I took the trip. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if it was safe to travel alone, but I just trusted. And I'm so glad I did. And it was such, I think traveling alone is such an empowering experience. It's such a beautiful way to, especially going to a country where you don't speak the language. That brings another level of, in my opinion, intuition and wisdom that you have to unfold because it may your your brain has to work so much harder. You know, the normal ways of operating aren't available. You have to figure out how you're going to communicate with people, how to ask for what you need, how to get places. And it really challenges your brain, which by the way, your brain loves comfort. It loves what it knows. So now you're throwing yourself in a new place. You don't know the language. It has to work hard. And it's just really good. It fires and wires your your synapses and your neurons in new ways. And that's always a good thing. So that kind of started my love, I think, for traveling alone and um, just doing it, you know, just not questioning it, but just knowing like I'd be okay, like I've got this. And so, yeah, the rest of my trip was amazing. Cinque Terre was, it's called, it means the five villages. That was a beautiful place. I had a great time in Rome. Everything just was so beautiful. And so I, I've i longed to go back to Italy and I've been pulled other places since then that are also equally amazing. But every country in Europe has its own little special kind of magic. And so I've been wanting to go back. After my Ireland retreat, well, still during it, but kind of like towards the end of it, some of the the ladies on that trip were asking me, they're like, Erin, what's next? Where are we going next? And I thought that was really cute. And I kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, uh, Italy. And then in my head, I'm thinking, Italy doesn't have sacred sites like that I know of. It. It's not really my genre in terms of like kind of where I feel like my my gift in doing retreats is bringing people to sacred sites to activate certain energies within them 
that happens when you are on these certain places in the on the earth where they have these ley lines, which are just like these really powerful lines of energy that run throughout different places on the earth. Oftentimes, these are places that major ceremonies took place on, uh, you know, kings and queens, uh, healer, you know, just all kinds of things, like different things throughout history have happened. And that's certainly true of my Ireland retreat. That's where we go, is where the those aspects, those things have happened. These sacred places of land that, places that just activate you in different ways. Bali does that too. But I was very curious because I was like, hmm, Italy, I don't know. I don't know that there's a sacred spot like what I'm thinking of in Italy. And so I kind of just let that go. And then, you know, actually one of the women from the retreat was, she knows who she is if she's listening to this podcast. She was kept asking me, she's like, well, what are we doing? What will, what's next? What's the next retreat? And I said, Italy. And we were kind of going back and forth about it. And so it, because of her prompting, basically, I kind of started doing some research. And I started finding all of this information about how Tuscany, which is where I wanted to go, where I wanted to do the retreat, that there's these certain places in Tuscany that activate and balance the feminine and masculine energies within your body. That there's literally literally in the land itself, these ley lines, different ley lines hold different sorts of energies. And the energy that this these particular ley lines hold in in these places in Tuscany, again, balance out your feminine and masculine energies. And it's, I I almost flipped out when I saw this. It's like, what? So I had booked a place in this town called Merlot, which is near Siena. It's a small town near Siena. And I ended up changing that because I started to see that there was all of this energy and the energy of St. Francis, of Assisi, and like the energy of grace is what Assisi holds. And I was like, we have to go there. And in fact, I think we have to stay here for a a couple days. So I changed up the whole retreat after I discovered that and have added on Assisi because of that energy. And it's that was another place that they said balances the feminine and masculine because there's these two basilicas. One was for St. Francis and one was for this nun, St. Clara, I think is her name. And you walk between the two and they literally hold this energy of the feminine and masculine. So I found this tour guide in a CC that's going to help us because obviously I don't know the history to that to that level, to that extent that I would want uh, my group to know. And it's just, it all just came together, just like Ireland did. And that's what I find so mystical and magical about these retreats. And that's where I feel like you know you're on the right path. You know that you're doing your work, your soul's work, when it's easy, when it comes together pretty effortlessly. And 
So I'm super excited to offer this Italy retreat, and it's happening September 18th through the 24th. Again, uh, we are going to be staying both in Assisi and Merlot. There's a day trip planned to Siena. There's some trips planned to different places around the Siena area, or yeah, around that area. And I feel how powerful this is going to be. And this is the last thing I want to say is that we can do, and I was talking about this with a client today, we can do this work on our own, right? The work of balancing our feminine and masculine energies, the work of healing our trauma, the work of whatever it is we're doing, healing anxiety, you know, stepping into our power, whatever it is that we're doing. We can do this work on our own. But number one, when you call in support, support of a coach or a healer, a mentor, a guide, a therapist, whatever, if you call in support, you're going to do the work so much faster. And number one, and then number two, you're not going to be doing it alone, you know, and trying to figure it out, but you'll be going off of the codes of somebody else who's come before you and done that work already. Or, you know, has been in the spot that you're in. So that's why I love having support for the different things that we have to go through in life. But secondly, when you go to a place that holds certain codes and certain vibrations and certain energies that are meant to activate things within you, what could take you a year of doing the work on your own can happen in a week on these retreats. I've seen it time and time again. And a lot of times the, the what do I want to say? The uh, results come after the retreat. Like a lot of times people are getting a lot during the retreat. But a lot of times, you know, especially from my Bali retreat, I'm seeing the people come back from that and they are stepping into their power. They are stepping into their purpose, these women that came on that retreat. And it's because the land holds certain codes that activate you so much more quickly. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Uh, I want to also use this podcast to invite you to my Italy retreat. Again, it's September 18th through the 24th. I think I'm saying that right. Yes, 18th through the 24th in September 2023. And... Come join this magic with me and this lovely group that's coming together. I'm so excited. I do have a few spots left. And message me on Pure Light Healing on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, if that's where you like to hang out. And about this, just say I want to know more about the Italy retreat. Or you can find me on my website, purelightwellness.com. There's a way to contact me through there. I would love to talk to you more about it, and I hope you enjoyed my little story of my traveling, and if you are somebody that's like, I'm afraid to travel alone, I don't have somebody to travel with me, it would be me going by myself to the retreat, I help people do this all the time, and really feel into if it feels right for you, and if it's something that excites you, know that you're going to be more empowered. Like, when you can do something big like that, it, like 
rewires your brain to go, if I can do that, what else can I do? Right? And you start making bolder moves, bolder decisions. So that's what I want to leave you with today. I hope you enjoyed this. Join me in Italy in September. It is going to be magical. You're going to eat the best food. You're going to be around the best people, and we're all going to be rising together. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to connect with me more, you can find my website, my services, and my social media links all in the description of this episode. Remember, you are a beautiful and divine and powerful being, and it's time to own it.